everybody. Welcome to this episode of The Psychic Wives. I'm Ginger Hendry. I'm Kathy Rumsey. And I'm Jerry Carabin. And today we wanted to just do a little bit of a discussion on really getting started in the intuitive work. And what sparked this was a very nice email that we received from Christina mm -hmm. um, asking for some help and some guidance on um, for people that want to step into this work, that have an interest in this work, but really don't know how to get started. And so we thought we'd just have a conversation between the three of us today on, you know, maybe how we all got started and give some guidance on what might be helpful to those that um, are interested in doing so. So do you think maybe we should just start talking about kind of very quickly how we got into this work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jerry, you want to start or? Yeah, you know what, I think, I think one of the things that we've talked about before that we should just kind of put out there is we, I think we all believe that we all come into this world with some sort of intuitiveness. Um, and then as children, we use that intuitiveness, so, you know, imaginary friends and, you know, some people see grandma standing in the corner and mom says, no, honey, that's not grandma. Grandma died 20 years ago or whatever. Um, and so we all have that. And then I always say that it's a societal thing that they kind of beat it out of you. As, as you're younger, you want to fit in. So you don't want to be weird. You don't want to be the one that is psychic or intuitive or knows things or answers the phone before it rings or knows who's going to call or, or, or stuff like that. So I do feel that we all have that. Um, I think that I definitely had, I was always a little different. Um, and I would know things or feel things or be guided towards certain things. And I did kind of keep it to myself a little bit, but I will be honest. I, I think I've always felt a little bit of a zing from it because there is definitely a rebellious side to me. So there was like a little bit more of like, you know, I'm, I'm going to go in not in the direction of the norm that, that didn't really work for me. Um, but I don't think it really, like I didn't, you know, take the bull by the horns, is that what they say? Till like six, six, seven years ago, probably. Um, when it really was, you know what? What do I really wanna be doing? And these things kept coming up and kept coming up. And I would be attracted to certain people, uh, our local wellness center where there's a lot of very intuitive people. And it was like, I would find myself being pulled there and, and, and these people became my tribe. And, then you start sharing things that happen to you and you start sharing things that you've read about. My introduction to it was um, studying shamanism um, with the Four Winds and I did that for probably three years. And from there, it just kind of blossomed, blossomed. I moved into animal communication and met you guys and, and, and here we are. Um, so I think it was a, um, we're gonna talk about this a little bit, but let's go back to this, so I'm gonna put that allowing it to come up as opposed to trying to make it come up. Right. Um, what about you, Kath? I agree. And I, I will tell you, um, same, you know, same beginnings as you, same beginnings as, as probably a lot of people who listen to this podcast of, I've always known things, just like you said, like the phone rings, you know who it is. This is before caller ID. This is like the old ro rotary dial phone. Yeah. Like, you know who it is, you know, who's calling, you know, whatever. Um, I had visits from spirit when I was a kid. I was always attracted to, you know, spending time with animals versus people, blah, blah, blah. Very, very typical. I think that, I think actually, 
I felt like I was weird. I was the one who didn't fit in at school, didn't have a lot of friends, blah, blah, blah. There are so, there are more of us that are, were like that than weren't like that. Yes. You really dig down and, and talk to people. But anyway, um, I came upon this, this path to really like diving into this work through my dog who was end of life and someone suggested I reach out to an animal communicator and I've told this story before, so I won't go through that. But what's so interesting to me is that, is that Jerry, you started off in shamanism. I went to Omega so that my first introduction to anything, I'm going to call it spiritual. uh, Anything spiritual was, was at Omega and it was an animal communication workshop. But I was very like a typical person. You know, I live in the suburbs. I have, you know, two kids and a husband and like a very, like what you would think of as a typical American life, right? And Doesn't then I wear go, a turban. No, I do not. I, know, <laughs> no, I look normal. I don't have feathers. I don't, I, I, I don't have a crystal ball. I have crystals, but I didn't at the time, like nothing like it. And then for those of you who don't know, the Omega Institute in, um, in New York, it's this rustic retreat center. And I, I go there and I go for an animal communication workshop for the weekend, but there was a shaman program going on at the same time. (laughs) And my funniest memory of that was like, oh, I felt so comfortable when I was in the room where the animal communication class was going on because it was a bunch of people who were dog trainers or um, pet sitters or people who just really loved their animals and wanted to do this workshop as opposed to the dining hall where there were all these little men in brown robes and they had rattles. Uh And um, I was sitting one night at dinner and it's it's like if you've never been there it's a buffet and it's just a bunch of tables and you sit where you sit and I sat at a table all by myself because that's what I do and this this little this little man this little man in a robe with a rattle came and he sat okay so first of all he sat in the seat right next to me which completely invaded my boundaries (laughs) um it was awkward because it was literally a round table that sat 10 people and he sat right next to me, but he clearly wanted to have a conversation. And all I keep, all I I was just, he was actually, he was, he was lovely. But one, one of the things that he said to me was, and I don't know if I've shared this before, he asked me what program I was there for. And I told him I was doing an animal communication workshop and he kind of chuckled and he's like, you women and your animals. He said, mm. you know, I think all of the shapeshifters I know are women. Now, this is back <laughs> in, in the time of True Blood on HBO for any of you who watched True Blood about the vampires and the shapeshifters and stuff. And at first I just like it, totally in my head, like kind of dismissed it. And then I was like, but I can see dead people and I talk to animals. So who's to say that shape-shifting isn't real? Oh, that's like, right, right, right. You know, I mean, seriously. Yeah. But and by the I, way, yes. <laughs> all shamans have rattles. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. But what I want to say to those of you who are listening is 
that day, the only thing that I was ready for was to delve into animal communication. If I had gone there um, and not had that little sanctuary of the animal communication workshop to go to, I think I would have been freaked out at the level of, or the depth of spirituality that people are involved in. So my advice is really like, you can only dive in as deeply as you feel comfortable. And I wouldn't dive, I'd stick a toe in and then I'd stick my ankle in and then maybe I'd go down a couple steps. Because I did, after that, take some good jumps. But yeah. that first time, it's like, oh, I couldn't. I can, I can honestly say that when I was up the, the, for the very first time, I, my first class on shamanism was also at, at the Omega Institute. But my classes were like week-long classes. And there were like seven of them. And um, my first time there, I remember the first day, it was like in the afternoon and I was on the phone with my husband saying, um, can you come get me? Yeah. Do you right. know what I mean? Because I was so uncomfortable. I was like, I'm not like, I'm not fitting in here. I'm not fitting in here because that's how I felt because it is right. such a break from what you were used to doing. I mean, I was in a corporate world, et cetera. Like um, literally it's like a break from reality. It's like a break from a reality. Love, it turns into a lovely break from reality. Is, right. In fact, in shamanism, there oh, actually is a um, ritual that we do um, every, on a regular basis that helps you re-enter kind of society because it's like you're not even in society when you're up there right. for some of these classes and you have to there's like there can be a re-entry program especially if you're there working all day all night for right. five days you know but yeah I was the same way like very uncomfortable and but but I had to so I'm going to add a little bit to what Kathy said you know she's like dip your toe in or whatever and I get that go easy and be comfortable but I'm going to say step outside your comfort zone a little bit you know, if you're always just totally comfortable, you're not going to push yourself. I had to right. big time step outside my comfort zone. See, and it was one of the greatest things I've ever done. And so for me, even like signing up for a weekend workshop at a place I'd never heard of or ever been to before was stepping was outside, outside of my comfort zone because that's where I was. So it's yeah. really like when we talk about how do you get started and everything, it so depends on. Yeah where you're starting from it's just you have to do you have to see what you're drawn to i was drawn to the program i was drawn to and it was very much like i went to the website i saw this thing and it was literally and i've never done it before in my life i called my husband and i said i have to i'm going away this weekend to a workshop like i didn't ask i didn't make sure that he could take care of the kids anything like that it was just like i am so drawn to doing this I'm, I'm going to do it. And it's two days from now, by the way. Um, it's, you know, that was a big thing for me. So it's really, for me, I would say like, see what you're drawn to. There's no, like, you should start here and you should do this. Or if you go somewhere and make sure that the person has XYZ certification, cause it's not, it's not like that. It's too Ginger, personal. Before we start talking about the, the certification and everything, talk about your starting 
I'm probably a little bit different, not um, in the um, intuitive piece. I much the same as both of you felt a little different, uh, new things. Um, I never thought of it as intuition. I mean, I don't even remember having that thought. I mean, there was no such context around me. It's yeah. just the way it was. But the interesting thing was I had a sister who was a couple of years older than me that has since passed. And when um, I was 16, <laughs> the birthday gift that she gave me was literally to go to see this woman who was a psychic. We rang the bell. You could not make an appointment. We rang the bell and her daughter, who was probably like six in her 60s, would let you in if the mother was up to it. The mother was probably in her 80s. Not great eyesight. Not, like, actually, what you would think of as a fortune teller. Yeah. Um, and I went to see her and she did an intuitive reading and she pulled some cards and she told me, and I was 16, things that were going on in my life now, which were dead on at, at that time. And then she told me what my husband would be like when he came into my life. Swear to God, that's what awesome. she said. And that was like eight or <laughs> nine years ago when I met him. So anyway, so that was my first introduction. And then we sort of did this whole circuit of people that were card readers at the time. Um, I also, I, we've, and I've mentioned this a, a lot, have had a lot of deaths in the family. So my belief was that I would see people on the other side. Um, so I never not believed in that. So my context, I think, was a little bit different. For me, my connection, not just knowing things, but was animals. Loved animals, connected with animals, knew what was going on with animals all the time. And then when I left my corporate job and I opened a, a pet sitting company and realized that that same connection that I had with my animals, I had with other people's animals. And then I found an animal communication workshop and that's the path that I went. But once you open up, as you both mentioned, then, um, you know, your, your whole intuition, however that information comes to you deepens. And so you go a little bit deep, you go a little bit deeper, and then you sort of figure out, is it for, for just animal communication, or am I interested in mediumship, or for you, shamanism, or, um, you know, and you don't have to, it could just be one thing, it could be one thing, it could be card reading, that is your thing, and, and whatnot. Um, but I will agree that you do sort of tippy-toe at the beginning, but you have to be outside your comfort zone before you have any real growth, Right. So um, we can talk about certifications because not, I think we're all on the same page in terms of certification. Yeah, I, and I like what Kathy said, like, what are you drawn to? What classes are? Look up the Omega Institute. Now, I know it's like a weird time and they're not open. But it's actually a great time, too, because so many things, you know, they're closed. Everything's right. closed. That's what I mean. It's they're but, closed. But they're doing stuff online. Yes. So if you can't go, you know, if it's a place where, you know, you can't just, for me, it was a two-hour drive. Um, but now, and they didn't offer stuff online, but now they do. And a lot of stuff now they're offering free just to get you interested. And I think that that has been such a great thing. That yeah, and there's, there's classes on Reiki. There's classes on, you know, spiritual healing. There's classes on energy work. There, I mean, you can, the world is kind of your oyster at this point. It really, you know, probably 10 years ago it wasn't. 20 years ago it wasn't, and now it's like places like that, um, and Kripalu too, I'm not sure if Kripalu is in. Um, closed also. It's in I know they're closed, yeah. but I don't know if oh, they're, they're in online. Oh yeah, they do, I think, I think they are doing some stuff. So online. many people are doing Zoom classes and everything. You can also go to the library. What, what is jumping out at you? Is it numerology that you're really interested in? Is it whatever? And so I've said this to clients before, it almost doesn't matter 
what the first thing is you jump into. It's like what you said, Ginger, about opening up. Like, okay, suppose you get a book on Reiki and you start reading Reiki, you know, reading about Reiki and maybe you take a Reiki one class and you're like, wow, that's really, really super cool. And then all of a sudden something else comes into you like, ooh, you know, I really want to look at animal communication or ooh, I really want to look at it. it. It's about taking that first step and seeing where it takes you. The other thing that I wanted to throw out, and then let's definitely go back to that certification, is allowing it to happen. Allowing it versus trying. We've all been teach, excuse me, teachers before. And you know how like somebody will be like, I'm really trying, I'm really trying, I'm really trying. And we're like, stop that. Right. Stop trying to make something happen. You have to allow. So it's getting yourself in that nice, clear, energetic space. Um, for things to come in, meditating, whatever that means to you and, and asking, Hey, God, spirit, universe, whatever it is, what should I dip my toe in first? Well, and that's the important thing, Jerry, I think um, too, when we start to do this work, you really have to be self-reflective. You have to really pay attention to what you want. You have to really be attention to what you're drawn to. Typically we're not right. I mean, we, yeah. we lose that. And so we do things so that we think we should, or we think right. that we have to. Um, and we do, and we put those things first before the things that maybe would light us up. And so I think when you do start to do that, you have to really, really feel your way through it. What, what yeah. lights me up? And maybe I don't do this. Maybe I just want to learn about it. That's yeah. okay. But and this brings me to something else. Maybe that's exactly. not, like know. Maybe you take a class and that's the other thing. Don't take a class and then, oh shoot, that was a waste. Right. It'll never be a waste because you've yeah. picked something else up from it. And I know Christina asked specifically about certification. So we all have kind of our opinions on certification. And I, and I think that um, that's, you know, we all kind of agree a, a little bit. If you're drawn, this is my opinion, if you're drawn to someone and they don't have 18 letters behind them or they haven't been certified by blah, 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 who cares? Right. If you're drawn to them and you take a class and you get something from it that's what matters at the end i think the three of us kind of put this out there if you want to do this type of work the most important thing should be being of service to your client so who is going to teach you the most who you know and and be selective take a piece from this person and a piece from this person a piece from this person the other thing is why don't you guys talk a little bit about you becoming certified we were talking about that a little bit before, you know, is it important for you to take courses all the way to the point of now you have some sort of certification behind you? I know we're like, ah, well, for me, I'll tell you that it, it hasn't been so um, important. I mean, yeah. all of us certified as animal communicators. Yeah. Um, but now I do some work um, outside with Circles of Wisdom, which is a metaphysical shop that's been around for a very long time. And I will tell you, not one customer has cared that I was certified. Mm -hmm. Most customers don't know who I certified with, even if I gave them a name. So it doesn't really yeah. make a difference. Now, I learned uh, really well from the person that, um, that I studied with. But I don't know that that makes um, a difference. Now, I think in some fields, maybe yeah, it does right. make a difference. And Kathy, you might have a, a different draw or a different take on that. For what yeah, I'm, not, I'm not sure I do, though. Um, I definitely, you know, when, when, when we got certified in the animal communication area, I think I went that far because it was like, because I have to. Because right. I, I've done... 
I've done one, two, three. How can I not do four, five, and six? Right. You know, it's, I have to finish the process. Um, it didn't, it doesn't make me a better animal communicator than some person that's never, that, that just does it. And they're like, yeah, I talk to animals. I actually taught a course um, a couple of years ago on like a beginning, uh, a beginning animal communication class. And one of the people that attended was a 17 year old girl who blew me away. Like she'd never taken a class before. She could have taught the class. Like she was just, you know, she was 17. She'd, she was as intuitive as we all are when we were born, but she was raised by people who let that intuition flourish in her childhood versus squelching it. Yeah. And she was incredible. Yeah. And she was 17 and she, you know, it, it just doesn't matter. It doesn't, yeah. it's, it's, for me, it's really what I'm drawn to. And I think about, um, you know, taking Reiki classes and all, and I enjoyed it all and none of it was, um, you know, it's, it's funny. So I am a, a animal Reiki teacher and I'm a Reiki master, although that's such a weird term. Um, but I remember when I was taking the course to become the animal Reiki teacher. So there's like, there's levels, level one, level two, and level three in Reiki. So one, one is one, two is, two is two, and three is master. Okay. Um, and I remember our, our instructor said, would you rather have a Reiki session with a Reiki master, and I'm using air quotes for master, with a Reiki master who hasn't practiced Reiki in a year, or a Reiki two person who practices every week? Yeah. And we all said yeah. the Reiki two person who does it every week. The the master thing, the certification thing doesn't make you better than, you know, especially in this area if you don't use it. Because this is a I I firmly believe in the concept of whatever your intuitive abilities are that you're pursuing. If you don't use them, you'll lose them. If you don't keep practicing you it it's not that you'll well not that you'll lose it completely but it's something that takes practice it's not something that um you know it is kind of like riding a bike right like you never forget how to ride a bike but if you if i went and got on a bike right now it's been be a little shaky at first. it's been many years i'd be a yeah. little shaky so do you want me teaching you how to ride a bike or would you rather have my husband who rides a bike every day teach you to ride a bike? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I, I think that, and I, and I'm not, we're not dissing anybody that is certified. Oh, God, no, not at all. Certification not at all. Program. Like I said, we've, we've all been in them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we are all certified animal communicators and, and um, we went through that, uh, you know, programs and stuff. Um, it's just that it's not necessary. Or, you know, if I was going, doing a search for somebody teaching animal communication, I wouldn't be searching for certified animal communicators, maybe. I'm, I'm trying yeah. to narrow it down, but yeah, you know. 
Yeah. It's, so in other words, if you came across, it's a feeling your way through it. Like, oh, I'm really drawn to this person. I love this person's website. I love the way they describe their classes. I love the, what they talk about they're going to teach in their classes. You could also go to, I don't know why this just popped in my head, but obviously I'm supposed to tell Christina this. Um, if you, you know, find something that you're kind of drawn to, go to YouTube. Look up their name on YouTube. Nine times out of 10, teachers have little free five minute, 10 minute, 15 minute, whatever, YouTube videos on something they teach. And you could get a really good feel about them and how they teach and are they, you know, is it a match, is it, is it not a match? But again, the, the, I think that you, you do have to pick something and do it. Right. And it's okay if that's not your thing. It's right. Okay, and like, okay that didn't turn out to be the thing, but I, I, this, is, this is an important piece that I want to say. So Ginger, and were you guys in the, your beginning classes together with yeah, animal we education? Okay. And I was a year behind them, I think, a, a year or two years, something like that behind them. And so my point is one of the amazing things that came out of me taking that particular program and you guys taking that particular program is that I met you guys. Right. So there's programs that I've been in where, and that this isn't one of them, this was great, but there's been other programs that I've been in that I've been like, nah, but the people that I've met in the program have made all the difference in the world in my life and brought me in other directions. Right. right. So I just want to throw that out there. That can also be a piece you know, it's not always just what you learn. It can right. be me. The other piece is to actually pick up the phone and call and yeah. say, hey, I'd love to have a conversation with you. And anybody who's teaching would love to jump on and have a conversation with you. And if, they're not, and if they're not willing to, right? I, I'm not sure I'd go that way. You know, yeah. I want someone. And, and the other thing, I'm going to just say one more thing about certifications, although I, I, I don't know this is true for every aspect but, um, you know, I know Reiki has, it's not like there's one certification for Reiki. There's different little factions of Reiki, yeah. right? Um, I don't know about mediumship certifications, but in the intuitive world, it's not like there's some organization body, <laughs> right? An organization that's overseeing the certifications. It's whatever certification you're getting and a lot of the intuitive stuff is just that teacher's certification so it's not like um i'm just trying to think of something to liken it to but i know i know what you mean it's not like you, not, you are officially a an architect and you are right certified by the united states of american architectural agency right yeah it doesn't work there like isn't that in the united world. states of the america United States of America in psychic agency right. <laughs> or intuitive. Um, yeah. we, should do that. we should start that. We should. Oh, we should. <laughs> oh my gosh, we should. Here's a thought. The psychic wives intuitive <laughs> agency or, or, or something like that. Um, yeah. And, and I want to go back to the, what Kathy said, because it's so important. Practice, 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 practice. And maybe for anybody who's out there, you know, am I a psychic? I mean, this, try it out. Ask your friends. Hey, can I do a psychic reading on you? 
-hmm. Right. What is that? I don't know. Let's try it and yeah. see how it works for you. That's the other thing that I think we'll all like, we've all taken classes with different people and you, 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 you learn it their way and then it becomes your way. But right. and meaning that, it and changes that, and more. And that's into, the thing. I think that's so important, Jerry, that that's the thing is that these people who are teaching are not teaching like the method. They're yeah. teaching a method that worked for them. Yeah, for them. Right. Yeah. But it doesn't always work for everybody. And that's okay. And I love that, you know, all these, and I, cause I'm a big class taker. I love taking classes. I love yeah. learning. And, but I am very much of the, I'll take what works for me and I leave the rest. Right. I'm not yeah. going to do every single thing if it doesn't align with it or it doesn't feel right to me. I really rely on my intuition to go, yep, I like that part. Not going to do that. You yeah. know, I'm not going to do this other part because it doesn't, it doesn't work for me. It doesn't feel right to me. Don't know how else to say it, but I also know I don't need another way to say it. It doesn't feel right to me or it does feel right to me is intuition right there. Right. Yeah. I Trust love that you said that because that's the biggest, biggest, biggest piece. You're using your intuition and practicing with that intuition as you feel your way through right. what classes to take right. on intuition. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you, you and that's I mean? why, and that's why, like I said, that day that that I signed up for the Omega course without, you know, yeah, I say asking permission of my husband, but like saying, Hey, does this work for you that I'm away yeah. from a three day weekend? Um, it was just a like, I don't know why, but I need to do this. That's a really great piece there too, because I like to talk about that too, is the ease of things. Yeah. If it's like a struggle, I'm like, oh, I can't get in that class and this is going to be expensive and how am I going to get there and whatever. Eh. But like Kathy said, it just like Thank showed you, up Mary. and it was like, oh, here it is. And I'm, there was no question. It was just easy. That's happened to me before. Like, oh, I want to go to this class and all of a sudden, you know, you get an email from your insurance company saying, we're so sorry, we overcharged you and here's $200. And you're like, okay. And then, you know, it's like, whatever, everything starts to fall into place. That's, those are signs and synchronicity. But it's funny though, I, and thank you for saying that because it's exactly what I needed to hear because of our pre-recording the podcast conversation that we had that I won't get into details of, but the thing I've been struggling with is right what am I doing? Right. I know. And so this is, this is just the perfect example of I've been struggling with, do I continue doing something that I'm really fighting against and not, it's just like every time I go to, to work on it, it's like, I just, Oh, I'm mad. And I, yeah. I whatever, what am I doing? I'm turn. I've turned off my intuitive piece because there's I Money behind it. There's I should. I should. I should. I should. I should. Yeah. Stop shooting on yourself. Right. Yeah. So let's just just take one minute. I know that um, we already did a podcast on books that we like that really sort of set us up. So somebody can go back and, and read that or, or look. To, that's the one I was going to mention, Jerry, because yes. I I have recommended this multiple times to my yes. clients. It's called You Are Psychic by Pete Sanders. There's more than one book called You Are Psychic, but Pete Sanders is the author. And so I have recommended that multiple times to clients. 
Um, Kathy, I think you're the one who recommended it from John Holland. Right, John Holland. Oh, John Holland, look up yeah. John Holland too. But let's say, just remind you that we talked about Omega Institute. Check them out online. Mm -hmm. Kripalo, we don't know if they are things online. Kripalo.org, there's also um, a place that I, there's, and I haven't been to these two places because they're not near me, but there are two. One is called The Art of Living. It's a retreat, I think in North Carolina. Yes. And then there's another place called the Rowe Center, R-O-W-E -R Center. I've not been to those two places, but they're just, they're, they're kind of like the Kripalu and Omega for different portions of the country. Um, and, you know, check them out. Look through their listing of classes and see if something strikes your fancy. Yeah, and I would like to mention, just because I mentioned earlier that I do some readings through there, that uh, it's a local metaphysical shop to me in Massachusetts called Circles of Wisdom, and their website is circlesofwisdom.com, but they have typically been more of an in-person like Apollo and, and Omega, and with the pandemic now have done much more things online. So I would look at them, they do psychic circles for beginners. They do four-week running classes for beginners. You can just dip your toe in. The people are awesome. The people that are teaching, I know many of the people teaching. Um, I don't think that, you know, you would have any issue um, with the quality, let's say, of, of what is there. But it's, I'd say, fairly inexpensive way to get started. So, and again, these are only places that we know of, right? And yeah. if you don't know where you live or where you are, I'm sure there are places that may be more local to you, but these are places that we know and have networked and done work with. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully that, so hopefully that was helpful to our listeners. Definitely help me. Thank you. I need to Christina, can more. I just give you a big thank you? Because we say this all the time. Um, let us know what you want to talk about. So when I got the email from you, uh, the other day, I was like, Oh my God, you know, I was right. like super psyched about that because yeah. it, we love that you guys want to talk about some things. So anybody that else wants to, there's a contact form on our website or go to our Facebook page and just tell us, Hey, can you talk about this? We'd be happy to we'll talk right. about anything like we say. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Um, again, if you want to go to, um, the psychicwives.com and you know, you can see everything that we have on the website. If you want to make comments and you're on Facebook, we're at the psychic wives. We love comments. Um, any anything that you can give um, to us in terms of what you might want to see or you know what you've gotten out of, of anything that we've uh, talked about we do do Facebook lives uh, anything that you might want to see on Facebook live as well we are new to Spotify I think we've mentioned this a few times now but obviously we're on Apple podcasts so we would love to hear from you we will be back again next week with another episode of the psychic wives <laughs> <laughs> Of the psychic wives, as the psychic wives. As I was just thinking, like, so far. <laughs> so have a great day. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, guys. Take Bye. Care.